Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Goose and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Jordan, how's it going? Man, it's going pretty good today, bud. Uh, I do want to thank that intro. That is for the App State fight song because they deserve it for this show. They need to be spotlighted. Yes. What is their, what's their mascot? Do you know? They're the Mountaineers. Okay, I figured they got to be Mountaineers. Okay. Um, yes, great job by them. Um, really uh, a whirlwind of emotions in a lot of places this past Saturday. Uh, but we got to start, start off right off the bat. You were there in person. Yeah. First quarter, Quinn Ewers goes down. What's going through your head? So, one, I'm in the visitor sections of Alabama. So, I am in the lion's den of my own lion's den, mm-hmm. which makes zero sense. I'm the one token orange shirt guy in the Roll Tide area. That being said, I saw the late flag and everyone's like oh that's a bullshit call which it probably was probably wasn't a real penalty the thing is that you can't land on top of Quinn Ewers like that I saw I literally went from like we're perfect we might even win this game we might win this game by 20 with how Quinn's playing (laughs) the season's over we're gonna maybe make it a cheese it bowl or a tropical smoothie bowl in Frisco I was thinking about literally life and death just for the remaining like 50 minutes of that. Gotcha. Okay, so, but it goes to halftime, right? 10-10? Yeah, so, honestly, I was talking with my buddy. We are in the car, and I was like, man, if we go into halftime tied up, that's a win right there. Yep. Now, I know how Longhorns are. I know how they were last year. The second that we go into halftime or go into the third quarter, we completely hit the emergency break. I said it last week. That's what we were going to do, and they just kept fighting. I've never been more proud of a UT team. In my entire life. It was the best loss of my life. Interesting. So, I mean, it's not the best case scenario because you did end up winning it, even though, honestly, you probably should have. But still a lot to like from the performance. But you don't think Hudson – what's his name? Hudson Card? Hudson Card. Uh, He is not that good. Uh, There's a clear reason why Quinn's the starter. And the thing with Hudson Card as well – He's only playing on one foot. So we have to now look for a backup for a backup, which is a little nervous. But Quinn is only out for maybe four to six weeks. Hopefully he's back by OU because that's really the next big game we have. Really? Okay. But four to six weeks, no break, just a sprain. Hopefully, I mean, kind of like what Drew Brees says, take a perk and play up. (laughs) (laughs) I've got but really, to be safe, Quinn Ewers needs to take his time. He's only 19 years old. Don't completely fuck up your body. Don't go varsity blues on us. Uh, yeah, I actually tried to live bet this game. And I'm sorry, I tried to live bet on Alabama multiple times in the second half. And every single time, it was like, it was like doing the, the thing where my book was like, oh, this game is off the board. And I was like, what the hell? But even when Alabama was down seven, or down six or seven, they were still minus 160 favorites. <laughs> uh, I think it was by the five minutes into the third quarter. Yeah. I have a huge group text of people that are like, ask me for advice and picks and whatnot. And they're like, do you, how do you like Hudson Carr? Should we bet the Texas money line? Is this going to be okay? And I was like, absolutely not. 
<laughs> you, you have to bet whatever the line is for Alabama. There's no fucking way. And honestly, there was like for a minute and 30 seconds, I was like, one, that's too much time. Correct. But if we can get a 33 and out, kneel it down, we will make history. We're going to storm the streets, flip cop cars, tear down the goalposts, all the good stuff, right? I just... Uh, but hey, that's football. That happens. You got to get that sack. You got to get that sack. You can't let him get ahead of you. You can't let him escape from there. Um, also, like... Alabama, like by far the most penalties they've ever had in the next Nick Saban era, and yet it still felt like some of the calls were just going Alabama's way, even though they were getting lots of flags on them. I don't know how to describe what that was like. I'm literally this is what I was telling, and like I was talking to the Alabama people, I was like, "Man, y'all are having a very undisciplined game. This is why we're only in the mix." But that being said, I still feel like it was so obvious that they kept calling every single thing on Alabama that they did not want to make it like terrible. They don't want to make it sound like they're in on it. So there was some place they had to let go and just let them play football, which it's fine. Yeah. We, we can make excuses all we want, but the key excuse I have is we were in the red zone five times. We got one touchdown. Yeah. Uh, field goals aren't going to win the game. It felt like they just relied too much on uh, Beach and Robinson, uh, you know. Yeah, and, they, and Alabama defense, to their credit, held them down pretty well. I mean, yeah. he got one touchdown, I think, like, not that many good yards. I mean, I think he had one for a breakout of 30, but they only ended up with, like, 50 yards for, like, them. Can't, I don't have the exact box scores, but it didn't seem like Bijan had a game. Uh, it, a guy that I did think stood out was Xavier Worthy. He made some hell of a catches out there, made some plays. But, yeah, at the end of the day, you can't go into the red zone five times and only get field goals. <laughs> with one touchdown. It's, that's the real key reason why I think we lost. Yes, we can blame the possible safety that wasn't a safety. Correct. The targeting that what the hell wasn't a targeting. There was a lot of what ifs, but at the end of the day, you just got to be like, hey, we literally had him at, against the ropes and couldn't close that. Now, a lot of people who went to this game said it was like the best atmosphere they've ever seen there. Is... The fact that they made it at 11 a.m., does that make you more mad now, looking back on it? I literally have sun poison. I, <laughs> I feel like death all day Sunday. I still feel it today. Literally, was cooking out there. That should have been a 7 o'clock game. Hell, even a 3 to maybe 3.30 kind of game. It, Whoever scheduled that should be in jail yep. immediately. Yep. Um, so elsewhere in the state, I mean, you, you called this, although I just thought it was your bias against them. Texas A&M goes down. First question, is this a bigger upset than when they beat Michigan in the big house? Because I think this is not quite that level, but this is very embarrassing for the Aggies for sure. Um, have you been to a Kyle Field game? I have not. Okay. I would recommend it for the aspect of college atmosphere. Okay. Um, I still hate them. <laughs> but they, the cult aspect of playing there is insane. And I've been there for a UT game where I was like, this is wild. Mm-hmm. I've been there for just some boo-boo game. Like, I think Kent State last year was the one I went to, which I'll give a big shout-out to Kent State here in a second as well. But there's something about that crowd where it is intense. I've never been to a Michigan game. I'm sure there's still 100,000 people. It's still the same thing. But Texas A&M has one of the top recruiting classes for the last couple of years. 
I don't think Michigan the most expensive one this past year for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think this is the biggest upset in their school history. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, and they weren't they weren't alone. There was many upsets across the board, most of which you know we were on uh, the BYU over Baylor. Um, I actually had Baylor in that one, which kind of pissed me off. Oh, really? Oh, that is right. You did. I, for some reason, thought you were big I on people. Think to, to quote myself on this, <laughs> I said, I'm going to take Baylor money line, but I'm not that dumb. I'm going to really put it all on the spread. And I watched that Baylor kicker shank a couple of field goals, and I was really just curious. I wanted to punch myself and just like go back in time and just punch myself. I fucking hate college kickers. They are the worst. And you know what? Even NFL kickers based on this weekend, too. True. Yeah. Um, what other games? Uh, we had Miami, which, uh, you know, what What did I learn what, uh, this weekend? It was that maybe we overrated that Miami's back. Um, college game day is now moving. It was Miami at Texas A&M, and now they've rewarded Appalachian State by going to Boone, North Carolina next weekend. Well-deserved app. Well deserved that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at my picks uh, from last week. I basically missed on all my Texas a- uh, Alabama picks. The one I got, the two I got right was Texas spread at 21 and a half. Yeah. And then I got the under 65. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, I literally threw that ticket away in my mind, thinking that is dead money watching that game. They did come back and uh, win, though, correct? Came back, went to overtime, won by a touchdown, did exactly as they should have done. Great defensive stand at the end of the game. Beautiful. Okay. Literally, uh, I am feeling a little bit less about your hooker kid. I do not think he's a high Yeah, as a, a long shot. Uh, he would need some some big signature wins. And right now he just looks he looks fine. Nothing, nothing special. Yeah, no, that being said, uh, the next game I really had on my list was like, my lock, I believe, was Houston plus three and a half. I then doubled down when it got the four. And that was another game. I was like, well, I look like a big old fucking idiot at the end of this. Tech was definitely up. Houston made a great comeback. A couple bad kicks. Once again, you can't trust a college kicker out there. They go to overtime. Yep. All Houston got the field goal. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, perfect. If Tech gets a touchdown, I'm covering either way. So it was a very safe, boom, great play. Uh, Houston, never a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Never a doubt with Houston. I just felt like the entire time they could come back and win. Uh, by the way, I'm going to go on another school that should get punched in the mouth. Texas Tech. Yeah, didn't. You were a, a Power 5 conference, favored, money line minus 175 going into the game. And yes, you did win in overtime. That does not deserve the right to go in there, storm the field, and tear down the goalposts. Wait, who did they play? They played Houston. And they beat Houston and they tore down the goalposts? Tore down the goalposts, stormed the field. (laughs) This is one of my favorite things, although it's much more for me in college basketball, when, like, a team beats Duke and they're in the ACC, and it's like, Guys, you play them twice a year sometimes. Like, you know, if it's there needs to be a, a set minimum amount of years you haven't beaten an opponent 
before you're allowed to do that. Because especially in college basketball, it's pretty dangerous because you have players who have been playing an emotional game, they're drained, and then they get swarmed at the end as they're walking off the course and it, or walking off the court. And it just takes one person to say the wrong thing. And that player turns around and just decks somebody. And then we have a malice at the palace 2.0. Um, I think it's gotta be at least 40 years. Like if you have played someone for 40 straight years and you've lost, okay, sure. Let's, let's celebrate. But you know, like there's some simple qualification of storming the court, storming the field. One, I think they need to be ranked at least top five, top 10. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. Not, a, not an AP top 25 team, not AP exactly 25 Houston. That needs to be one. Uh, one, there needs to be some type of rivalry with this. I don't think Raiders or the Red Raiders and Cougars play each other ever. Yeah. So it's not like this is anything special. This isn't like no. a big matchup. This isn't a marquee thing. You can't be favored. You can't be favored going into the game. Yeah, absolutely not. All those, they basically went against every single one of those rules. <laughs> they, uh, I hope, which Texas plays Texas Tech in about two weeks. We put up 70 against them last time. I hope we put up 80 this time. Just to really put them down lower. And <laughs> they are too high on their high horse. You can't be storming the court or storming the field with that type of attitude. No, definitely not. Um, okay. Um, what else? Uh, any other? Oh, we got to talk about Notre Dame. Yeah, that was one of my few losses, let me tell you. Um, I'm also not feeling too good about my college football playoff. <laughs> I don't think uh, Marshall's a quality loss, according to the no the committee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I may have been wrong. I thought the boys were buzzing. They were not. I really thought, like, hey, they held Ohio State to 21. Easy. Like, this is a no doubt should blow out Marshall. So, in the offseason – the three teams I heard the most about from a PR and marketing standpoint, LSU, poor, poor bright guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, because of their new coach, the new, like, we're going to unveil our uniform video and spread it all over because Notre Dame's back. Uh, and then, of course, Texas A&M with their overspending on the NIL and everything. And so far, those have been colossal wastes of time and energy. And now, just add to the ridicule. I mean, the only one that doesn't deserve it is Notre Dame. I feel like they got absolutely screwed over by Brian Kelly. True. Uh, I still have faith in Marcus Freeman. But the people that do deserve it, it is Jimbo Fisher and Brian Kelly with LSU. I don't know how it's possible, but Brian Kelly ruined two college football teams by just making one move. And as a team who has recently fallen off and is trying to get back, well, both of us, uh, we just appreciate making not more teams out of our way to get back into, you know, the, uh, the top tier. Um, yeah. And, uh, who else? Uh, oh man, I was just thinking of, uh, another team that's really disappointing. Oh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yes. Scott Frost is gone. They paid an extra seven and a half mil not to wait three weeks. Um, kind of interesting. I'm interested to see where he's going to end up at. Um, uh, he is going to be a Nick Saban offensive advisor. You think? Or, yeah, he's going to be one of those bullshit roles. And then that's where, that's Alabama. That's a coaching rehab 
I mean, look at Sark. Sark literally yeah. got his coaching rehab, went to went to be OC for Alabama, boom, got a job at Texas. Uh, I'm trying to think of what there's been several coordinators that have come out of Alabama. Yeah, obviously Lane Kiffin. Obviously the guy who was the um, Falcons coach. Uh, I can't think of his name now, but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see where he ends up. I kind of just hope he doesn't go to any team that I don't want him to go to, like Miami or Florida. <laughs> it's just Michael. Um, okay, uh, so that's good for the, the college recap. Uh, what about the college look ahead? First thing, any of the lines stick out to you that maybe we want to take before they jump up? So, pulling it up right now, but I do want to look at the Miami A&M game at minus five and a half is the last time I saw it. Yeah, I think I saw it minus five today. Yeah, so I'm... I was sold on the A&M defense. I thought they were decent. Um, Not so much. Depending on what quarterback... To, if Jimbo comes out and says, hey, we're putting in that Johnson kid, Max Johnson, um, I might stay away from this game. But if he's still starting that Hayne King kid... Take Miami. Hammer Miami. Hammer him. They, that kid is dog shit. Okay. There's high school quarterbacks that could probably have a better play at that get, position. Good Lord, that kid is terrible. Okay. Um, let's see what else is jumping out to me uh, as we scroll through here. Oklahoma is, what, only minus 31 against some no-name team last time? Oh, oh, never mind. Sorry, they're minus 11 against Nebraska. Yeah, that's where a big noon kickoff is going to be. Um, literally, how I, I don't like betting against a team where they just recently fired their coach. Because you think they're going to be fired up and be like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. So, We're going to be good now. I think the players will kind of rally. It's like, oh, that was on us kind of thing. We're the reason why he lost his job. We're going to show up. And, dude, honestly, back to Oklahoma. And this is why I was, like, a little iffy on this game. They did not fucking score the whole first half. Against Kent State? The last 10 seconds of the first half against Kent State. Kent State is a bottom-tier matching school. Okay. Not acceptable. And that's another bet I lost last week. One of my learning moments is maybe stop betting Oklahoma. That being said, I'm looking at this line, and I can't help but think maybe Oklahoma does blow. Uh, That's my only thing is like, (laughs) well, one – Poor Scott Frost, if Nebraska was able to keep this competitive and, God forbid, win. Uh, maybe he wouldn't He wouldn't even get the Alabama offer. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be back in high school uh, if Nebraska beats Oklahoma. <laughs> Very good point. Um, two, uh, you know, eh, it's just sitting there. It just doesn't feel like – I don't know. I guess we haven't really seen enough about this Oklahoma team to feel too, too confident. But they certainly seem – capable to beat Nebraska on the road. Um, not really too worried about the uh, environment. Um, elsewhere, we have... Uh, I see my favorite pick already. Is it Rutgers? USC. Oh, USC, yep. No, by the way, shout out to Rutgers. They were given a 46-point spread and still covered it by 10 points. Rutgers is a covering team. No matter what, it's always Rutgers. Okay. Auto bet them for the rest of the year. You will make money. Now to my second auto bet that's a little bit more serious, a little bit more for financial purposes. Um, another 2-0 and with the USC team total. That team is absolutely fucking electric to watch. Uh, 
I don't like giving Lincoln Riley too much credit on things, but he's built an absolute wagon of an offense over there. That, that, that team is going to steamroll anybody. And that being said, USC at minus 12 and a half right now. Yeah. It's pretty good because they are playing Fresno. And one of my other bets last week was Oregon State over Fresno State. And I don't know if you saw the ending of that game, but that whoever the Oregon State coach is deserves the medal for the biggest dick. Like it's the biggest balls on that fucking guy. Holy shit. What do you do? So they're lined up for a field goal to tie the game. Fresno State ices the kicker as they do. Oregon State coach goes, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go for the goddamn win. Literally gets a touchdown right then and there, wins the game. Wow. Flat out. With the QB draw. Just, and it was just so easy. Never, like biggest, biggest set of balls on a coach this week. He deserves that award. Absolutely. It was beautiful to watch. Uh, have you already seen what the Texas line is? Yeah, it started at 13, and it's dropping pretty hard because we don't know who our quarterback is. But could Hudson Card beat UTSA by 12 or more? UTSA is a good school. Uh, I mean, I say good. They're, they hung in there with Houston. They beat Army last week. They covered Army in overtime. They oh, okay. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll move them off my list. That being said, like, I mean, it's dropped from 13 to 10. Um, if So, fun fact, Roshan Johnson used to be a quarterback. That's actually why we recruited him, then converted him to a running back. Huh. Um, if shit hits the fan, I wouldn't be surprised you see him throw the ball a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm still probably, I, if anything, I'm leaning under 61 and a half. Okay. Uh, Texas defense absolute fucking wagon you're not going through them if they held alabama to 20 points i don't think utsa can score in texas uh when the time comes maybe take a utsa team total under that's why i like that i don't necessarily like the spread but i do like the utsa team total under okay no disrespect to them they're one of my favorite teams to bet on uh just they're covering machines dude they're 2-0 already and they've had two gauntlets of games i mean for a UTSA schedule, this is their biggest matchup. Also, UTSA coach is a former Longhorn coach or a former assistant. So, interesting. You may know a little bit. Okay. Uh, two more games I want to get to. One, Friday night. The boys. Talk about your boys. The boys. Florida State on the road at Louisville. And I have no, you could tell me any scenario is possible. I think we're going to win. I like the minus two and a half, but, uh, you know, I, in my lifetime, I just, these, you know, ACC road games on a weird night, like a Thursday or Friday night, just, you know, every three years kill Florida state. So anything's possible, but I mean, watching the two teams, the first couple weeks, it kind of feels like we should be favored by a little bit more. I mean, Seminoles are one in five against the spread in the last six meetings. The over has gone six and two in the last eight. The home team typically has covered five and two against the spread. Uh, I mean, I like your team. I've told you they should be ranked. Well, I think they were the highest voted team that's not in the ranking, so they should be. What? Let's just call them team number twenty-six. Correct. I think your boys got. It. I mean, they went into New Orleans, basically LSU territory, and won. It was sort of an ugly win, but. An ugly win, still a win. 
Hey, it wouldn't have been ugly if we didn't like screw up that last two minutes, you know. It actually would have been a fairly impressive win if we didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, trying to look everything else here. I think Louisville's still running on their backup quarterback. I think what Conley is kind of questionable for playing, so that might be another big thing too. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and what was the other one I saw? Oh, Ohio State, 31.5 over Toledo. Kind of makes me want to just take it to 30 and bet it quite a bit. I mean, I don't see any reason that Ohio State can't put up 45 or more in this game. Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily would, I wouldn't necessarily take the spread on this. I'm a team totals guy when it comes to that kind of game. Uh, Toledo will play. Those Expect them to win the match and expect them to be a decent scoring team. Uh, that being said, look at Ohio State. I bet you it's not up yet, but look at the team total. Probably be around 44, 45, somewhere around there. Okay. Okay, yeah, I like that play. But Toledo may score anywhere from 14 to 21 points that week. Toledo, uh, if I'm looking at them, dude, they kicked ass last week. I know they played some bum school, but they, oh, they played UMass, and they put up 55. Mm, okay. Nice. Their spread was uh, 28 points, so they covered it by an extra 17 added on top. Uh, I'm kind of I, – I watch these shitty games so you don't have to, Joe. Correct. <laughs> Toledo does put up some good good amount of points, though. Okay. So, dude, holy hell. Let's talk about things we've learned this week. Sorry, I might be going off track. So yeah. I'm already looking ahead. There's three teams that I look at now. UTEP, Navy, and Nevada. Uh, well, Nevada for being what maybe the worst team in college football. It's up there. I mean, so oh, Utah State's the other one. I'm sorry. So Incarnate Ward, have you ever heard of them? I mean, I've seen their name before, but I don't know where they are. You could tell me. Yes, we we live in Central Texas, so it's a private school at like very small in San Antonio. Okay. Tiny school. That's where David Robinson actually got his PhD. Just it's like an honorary doctrine and all that good stuff. <laughs> very, very small school. Nevada was a four-point favorite. That's already how like bad of a spread. Like this is already the, the book saying Vegas is, or Nevada's that bad, but yeah, like, they're still a decent school. They're still somewhat of a football school. Incarnate Ward beat them fifty-five to forty-one. That's a that's a thrashing. That being said, every single Nevada game you get. You might as well start fading. I think the next game that they have is, is that Iowa? I'm trying to find it real quick. For who? Nevada? Yes. Nevada's playing Iowa. Iowa's a 20-point favorite. Um, that being said, I don't think Iowa can score 20 points. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> they might be able to do it. That's shit. It's already moved to 23 and a half. Yeah. Uh, once again, stick with the team totals in these kind of situations. Nevada under team total. If it's seven points, take the Nevada team total under. Like, just something as ridiculous as that. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything else? Well, I mean, we'll touch more on our Friday preview for college. Uh, that was just, like, the early lines, what lines we think we're going to move. Um, you know, some of these, uh, the FSU one, I can see moving, uh, especially if the backup quarterback may or may not play. Um 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking over the list. I don't know how many are really gonna how many of these are gonna have lines that move significantly. Maybe Texas A&M if they uh, switch their backup quarterback. Yeah, um, if, if it goes to uh, Max Johnson, you, I'd almost lean taking A and M. Interesting. Um, yeah, just I, I wasn't too excited watching Miami. I still think A and M has a great defense and all. Uh, that being said, if it's Hayne King or Hayward King, whatever the hell his name is, he is god awful. Hayne King. Yeah, he's not good. That should be pretty self-explanatory there to take Miami. If you the can't... backup comes in, that team's going to be re-energized and rejuvenated. Like, hey, we got another guy. Let's try to win for him. Okay. Um, well, let's switch over to our NFL recap. Uh, NFL whew, had quite a quite a bit of uh, excellent 1 p.m. games. Um, I wouldn't know because I was stuck in the world's stupidest meeting uh, on a Sunday for my work. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know, Jordan, you'd be very proud of me. I went in as as I instructed. I got the power seat of the room because it was like a, a giant oval. And I got the seat where no one could see what I was looking at, except for maybe the two guys next to me who, if, you know, if they were leaned one way, could kind of see. But also I knew they wouldn't care if I had ESPN up. Uh, and then I had to, like, sit there. I had to sit there like this and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh. And just do the do the, the head nod with the, the hand to the face, you know. And meanwhile, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? Dalvin Cook has five carries, 11 yards. It's the second quarter. What's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, was... I think the Dalvin Cook thing was kind of ruined by the fact that the Packers didn't even, like, try to guard Justin Jefferson. It's <laughs> how good he was. I swear, they were just, like, single – they, they had one I saw, yeah. Half the game. It was insane. I saw some stats afterwards where, like, uh, every time he caught the ball, he was, like, average open by at least four yards. <laughs> and, like, the touchdown, he was, like, uh, open up by, like, 11 yards or something, like, crazy like that. Um, yeah, I mean, running through uh, the slate uh, that we saw, um, I guess a couple surprises where the Saints started really slow. Um Still hit my Jameis uh, over touchdowns uh, bet, which was nice. Um, yeah, I had Falcons five and a half. I really did believe in the you got to take every divisional dog possible kind of. Yeah. Divisional home dog as well, I believe, right? Correct. No, yeah. So felt good about that. That one was like, it, it seemed like there's too much people on the public on the Saints. I get it. That Falcons team is terrible. And of course, once again, Start off hot, blow another fourth quarter lead. That's that's what they do. Correct. That is what they do. Holy hell. Uh, and then also our two teams uh, came out and, you know, at least my team, two and on, we, uh, we crushed the Patriots. Uh, not only did we beat them, but every Patriots fan going into the season was like, not pretty unsure about if they were better than the Dolphins. And now they're pretty sure – they're not better than the Dolphins. So they're at best third place in the division and probably not making the playoffs. And, you know, they're already blowing up like, how long is too long for Belichick? Which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to see them where everybody else is in the world. Correct. Yeah, it's just nice to see them. All right, we're, the, the water is now leveled out. We're, we're all yeah. the same hate life kind of thing. But I was, telling, I was talking to my Pats buddy. I was saying, hey. As a Bears fan, 
We should tank together. We should go through this together. Yeah. We should just try to lose these games on purpose. Let's get a top five pick. Try to lose. See if you can get Victor Wambayana. <laughs> and that's how bad the Bears are. They can't even tank correctly. They... Well, I mean, they got to get one win, right? Yeah, I don't... Are you are you really though tanking that hard for Bryce Young? Do you think Bryce Young is? No, give me Will Anderson on defense. Yeah, that would he would look good in a Bears jersey. Fuck Justin Fields and giving him more options and weapons. Give me more defense. <laughs> That's the Chicago Bear way. Fuck the offense, more defense. Yep, yep. Why draft an offensive lineman when someone's going to play linebacker? <laughs> yeah, why? Why well, need a flashy wide receiver yep. when you have a solid defensive end? Uh, yeah, so a big-time win by both the Dolphins and the Bears. Um, Unbelievable. Elsewhere, we saw the Giants go for two late and win. Uh, Shocked the world. I did have them as one of my picks. I had them at six just to cover. I did not expect the money line. Uh, also, clearly no one in our Survivor, in my Survivor League, uh, listens to our podcast because we were all over the Texans. All over it. And uh, I woke up to a text. Uh, we have 10 people in our Survivor League, and you can uh, you can lose as much as you want until week four. And each time you lose, it's just a, a, you know, a, a, yeah, a buyback. Uh, and seven of the nine teams lost in week one. <laughs> and five of them had the Colts. When are people going to understand that Davis Mills is probably a top 10 quarterback in the league? <laughs> I don't know if people will give him any credit for that as much as they will say the Colts suck. I mean, if you had a trade right now, would you take Davis Mills or Matt Ryan as your quarterback? Me, personally, I would take Davis Mills. Of course. And I would have before before this past week. Um would I trade Tua for him? No, absolutely not. Does Davis Mills have a cool name like Tuanon? Absolutely not. Um, the fighting Davis Mills isn't cool enough for you? Nah, it doesn't really do it for me. Now, I'm, I'm going back to what I said. I still think he's the best quarterback out of that draft class. And that's even with Justin Fields, and I love Justin Fields. He, he might be the best quarterback in that draft class. Uh, we also uh, saw the Commanders. Uh, start out 1-0. Jahan Dotson, rookie, two touchdowns. Um, yeah. Like I said, I kind of feels like the Jaguars could have pulled off the upset. Yeah. There was times where you're like, okay, there's old Carson Wentz, MVP Carson Wentz, and then there was Colts Carson Wentz. We are like, ooh, what are we getting? I saw Jekyll and Hyde in that game. I was watching the replay on that. I mean, Carson still threw for 300 yards, four touchdowns. He had a couple of terrible plays, but I never really doubted it. I just think the Jaguars don't know how to win in a closeout game. So that's a big thing there. But the Commanders two and a half easily covered. Uh, I'm trying to think. Ravens. That was not an impressive win, but yet the score showed differently. Correct. It was. Uh, I had them as my survivor pick. We had them in, in multiple bets, uh, and it wasn't one we were ever worried about. But we're also like, shouldn't this be more? You know, are the Jets good? No, the Jets can't be good. Uh, they're just starting slow. And I think it was more of the week one preseason, you know, yeah. uh, style game. Start, a lot of rust. But I do feel like it, maybe next week, because I know that's the next look around kind of week. It's Ravens, Miami. Yeah. Dolphins on the road. And yet, I don't want to say it, but I kind of like the Dolphins. 
Um, we'll see uh, Dolphins plus three right now. Um, I think it's probably going to stay there. It might go a little bit towards the Ravens. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't see moving more than half a point right now. Um, yeah, I, I feel very good about the Dolphins' offense. Um, and the defense seems to be solid enough. Um, so it's just kind of, can we make the Ravens wide receiver core beat us? Because I don't, I'm not, Rashad Bateman does not terrify me. Um, I can't wait to watch him have like seven catches, two touchdowns and 90 yards against us. But until that happens, I won't believe it. Devin Duvernay is the lead guy for that team. The pride of Austin, Texas, Devin Duvernay. Absolutely. One of the. One of the best to come out of the shittiest eras of UT football. Uh, what about uh, actually one of the crazier games from this weekend, Bengals Steelers? You got to see the finish. I was following it, uh, unfortunately, uh, online. Um, <laughs> Steelers plus six lock. Lock it in. And I, I'm still high on them. Uh, losing PJ Watt. Uh, Cam Hayward was looked banged up at coming off the thing. I'm not as high on them for the rest of the year, but that was a absolute exactly what you would expect from that game. Steelers take a good lead. Joe Burrow becomes Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter. Damn near ties it up. Uh, fucking kickers. Yeah, also, without T. Higgins, without T. Higgins, it looked like the offense struggled a little bit. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase still put up some good stats. Um, but they had to really go gadgety to try to move the ball there for a little period. And I don't know. And then McPherson miss, gets a, a kick blocked. It was a lot of strange things for week one. Um, probably going to try not to. Their backup, the Bengals had their backup uh, snapper. So, I mean, there was a kick where the laces were in. There was a kick where Mika blocked it. I mean, just a yeah. special team today. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the other big thing I saw from that game, Joe Burrow had – what, four interceptions? Seven Yeah. Seconds. Yeah, the offensive line is not really holding up like it should. And that's kind of what I was saying. I was like, I don't think they ever really got better. Like, I don't I don't think that line got better. I mean, you're still going to have Joe Burrow do Joe Burrow things, but he's still going to get sacked a shit ton of times. So he knows how long that can last. Uh, right. That being said, they do play the Bengals next week. Um, at halftime, I was looking up the spreads for week two. I was able to get the Bengals money line at plus 110. And then the Bengals points at plus two and a half. Okay. And then Dak breaks his arm or hand, whatever. His phalanges. And I mm-hmm. see that number, that whole game just get locked up and go completely away. So I'm glad I got those in. Those are pretty easy lottery tickets or just guaranteed wins next week. That line's already moved pretty insane. Yeah, Bengals seven now. Who's uh, who's starting for the Cowboys? That's uh, Cooper Rush. <laughs> oh man, uh, is seven high enough? So I doubled down when it was at six this morning. I was gonna say it's definitely gonna go to like eight or nine, right? So if you want yeah, to bet against the Cowboys, said, Cowboys still had a good defense last night. I mean. Micah Parsons still fun to watch. He, he's a hell of a player. He could be defensive player of the year. Uh, 
I don't know if I want to touch that game if it ever gets above seven, but right now seven seems like a sweet spot. I'm willing to take that. I think Cooper Rush was the guy that I might be thinking of a different backup QB for Cowboys, but I'm pretty sure Cooper Rush beat the Vikings last year. Am I incorrect on that? He might have, yeah. But also, like, I mean, the Vikings are basically the up north version of the Chargers in that they will find some stupid way to lose some games they shouldn't. I mean, they look pretty goddamn good this week. Yeah, also looking ahead, it is weird. We have two Monday night games, and both are fairly watchable, but they're only an hour apart, which is weird. I don't understand why. It's not going to be like you're going to be on ESPN 1, ESPN 2 kind of thing? Uh, It's strange, you know? Titans Bills at seven fifteen Eastern and Vikings Eagles at eight thirty Eastern. I think I'm um, Vikings Eagles. Yeah, I'm definitely watching Vikings Eagles for sure. Um, I don't want to watch the Titans pretty much all year if I have to, but um, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, did we miss any games? We talked about Falcons. We talked about oh, Chiefs Cardinals. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, a.k.a. the NFL Steph Curry, uh, is like, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to go out and ball out. Uh, and the new look Chiefs look great. I forgot how bad or how much the Cardinals defense lost in an offseason. I didn't even think about it because I definitely picked Cardinals plus six. I was like, man, home dog, six points? Yep. Uh, I've seen several breakdowns of Kyler not watching film. Not doing basic QB stuff and absolutely just playing terrible. Cardinals are dead. That season's dead. Gone. <laughs> yes, it is. Already. <laughs> You're going to see him have an injury late October. Injury. Oh, I need surgery on my ankle. I guess I'll just kick back and play some Call of Duty. Yeah, there's no fucking way he's watching film. <laughs> that was a very pitiful game I saw from him. Uh, the other game that I do want to talk about that really pissed me off, this is my Jameis Winston pain thing, because it was the Eagles-Lions. Interesting. I was not in pain because, as you are well aware, I have the Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders stack in many of my fantasy football leagues. And so I was loving it. And I was hoping that the Lions would score to keep them in the game so they would keep rushing the ball. What pissed me off is the Eagles had three different running backs score a touchdown. That. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. Which one do you want? It's the fucking worst. Yes. I hate fantasy football because of that. I wish I never got into it. Now I'm addicted. But that being said, <laughs> even looking at this, I had the Eagles at three and a half favorites. At third quarter, I think it was 38 to, what was it, 38 to 21? Yeah. Literally, it was like, all right, cool, this is in the bag. Those fucking Lions. Dan Campbell is a covering machine. Dan Campbell's team will never give up. I promise you that. No, and I forgot. I forgot. That I've won so many Lions bets last year, and I completely forgot that that was a thing. I considered it a lock in my head. I, for- I stopped looking at the game. I was watching the other six games that were going on at that time. Definitely broke my heart to find out that, oh, they decided to get 14 garbage time points. Yep. To backdoor cover the shit out of me. 
the uh, the only other game too uh, to touch on the Baker Bowl. Browns Panthers. I didn't see any of this, unfortunately. It certainly seemed like the Browns were fine with um, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they did all right. I mean, it wasn't a fun game to watch. I ended up watching it on like the replay. Uh, I don't. It, it's a very run-heavy team, and they do have two really good running backs. You're, they're going to be fine with uh, Brissett. He's going to be more of your Alex Smith game manager. They'll be fine at that. That being said, look at the unders on a lot of those games. I know this was a high-scoring game. Right. But they start playing a real defense that's not Panthers. That should be fine. But honestly, I, the Panthers, I think in my mind, did everything they could to win that game. They had to kick a 58-yarder to win, to lose, right? Right. I mean, that's a hell of a way to lose. I mean, you did everything you could at that point. That's just shit. Shit happens, right? Yeah. That's, that's fucking football. But that being said, that was my, one of my five losses. I went eight and five this week on the games. Okay. Got Is there anyone game. looking at the slate now and thinking back to yesterday, anyone who won, who were like, they had no business winning, I'm going to bet against them next week? Bears. Um, okay. They should not have won that game. It had to take the city of Chicago and a monsoon to actually let that happen. Uh, okay. Instead, the Packers are a 10-point favorite. Packers didn't look great, but this is what they always do. Yes, they always start bad week one. And then they always play the Bears week two. They <laughs> always them. Nothing better than some home cooking. It's the fucking worst. And it'll be the opening game at Lambeau, home opener. Yep. I, I'm sure they'll do some type of get the – it's going to be bad. I mean, so right now it's at 10. Might get to 11. I can see this going to 11 or 12. Actually, I'm looking at the public money right now as we're speaking. There is a lot of money on the Bears. <laughs> it might go the other way. Yeah, oh, no. I'm 55% of the tickets are on the Bears. 16% of the money's there. There's a lot of – 84% of the money's on the Packers. Okay. So, I misread the numbers there for a second. I mean, yeah, right up, right off the bat, that's that's going in one of my teasers for sure. I'm not touching it. There's no reason to. Uh, I'm looking at the trends, and it's I know the trends by my heart. <laughs> the yeah. Packers have won a lot, and that's the trend. Uh, that's really what it is. They cover a lot. They. I'm trying to look at the exact. I mean, head to head, Bears are one in five ATS in the last six meetings in Green Bay, and the last 29 meetings. The Bears are seven and twenty-two. Yeah. What about um, what about an zero and one team that lost and shouldn't have lost and should definitely win next week? I mean, you're, it's going to be the Bengals. Uh, they did everything they could to come back and win. They absolutely deserved it. They were a Minka Fitzpatrick finger away from winning the game. Uh, that being said, they're going to easily just pummel the Cowboys without Dak. And it's not like they even look good with Dak. But True. That being said, Bengals should roll over them. Uh, I understand the Cowboys do have a good defense. But that offense is going to be not – the Cowboys' offense isn't going to be on the field long. Cooper Rush isn't going to make it happen. Zeke, Zeke and Pollard splitting the carries aren't going to really do much for them. There's not a real wide receiver. I saw them try to force it to CD Lamb last night, and it just did not look good. That being said – 
That Cowboys defense is going to be on the field a lot next week. They're going to get tired. You're going to see – it's going to be a close game, let's say, towards halftime, but third quarter, fourth quarter, you're going to see the Bengals just carry it away. Okay. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I'm looking – the other one is maybe the Lions are at home this week against the Commanders. Minus yeah, that one's interesting. I, it's, and Commanders are going to be that team where we're like, what the fuck are they every single time? So the way you beat the Lions is you run the ball. That was all last year, and certainly the Eagles had no issue running the ball at all. Um, Carson Wentz and Antonio Gibson are not the the two players that you're terrified of running the ball. Um, kind of feels like this is a, a very good situation for the Lions here. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, they, they keep they do not stop fighting. There is no there is no breaks on that team. They will keep going at it. Uh, this may sound crazy, but I kind of like this pick already. Um, Jets, Browns. Jets getting basically six and a half points right now. And this is early. It may move, but mm-hmm. um, if it stays at six and a half, I'm taking the Jets. Interesting. Yeah. With the Browns being such a run-heavy team, I think it could be a very close game. I. Uh, I think Zach Wilson might be back next week. Is that correct? That I do believe is correct. Okay. So. Uh no, actually, I think it's one more week, isn't it? Is it one? I more don't week? know. I can't remember if he's. But hell, I don't think the Jets with the backup quarterback didn't do terrible against the Ravens. I feel like that's a way much tougher team. Yeah. Yeah. I, give me the points on those Jets. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people on the Browns after they saw that win last week. That's going to be the classic overreaction you see every week one. Okay. Look at the numbers right now, just Monday. And uh, just so follow people can follow along, my survivor pick last week was the Ravens, which means I can't take the Ravens for the rest of the year. Looking at this slate right here, what do you think the smartest choice would be? I also took the Ravens. Uh, in my survivor as well, so I'll make now, it easy. Uh, obviously, if my life depended on it, I'm probably going Packers. But I do have the option to rebuy, and if I want to use a Packers again later in the year, then it would make sense to not use them. Maybe go Rams? I actually have a rule in Survivor that I look at a lot. I don't take road teams, and I don't think, I do not take divisional matchups. Interesting. Well, that, I mean, that'll work for like the first eight weeks, but after that, it gets, gets kind of tough. But Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can still do it. Uh, but that being said, after this, I kind of like the Rams as my survivor pick. Yeah, that's, that's the team I was leaning towards because I don't think I want to use them later on in the year. I think I saw as much as I needed to saw, see. Stafford's due for an injury. Um, he always gets hurt halfway through the year, and you kind of – question his life a little bit, then they kind of go in a slump. So right now is a good time to get them off after a loss. They're going to be a little bit more hungry. So I like the Rams. Other team I do like, I like the Raiders uh, as a survivor pick. That Cardinals team is not going to be good. Yeah. They just couldn't They couldn't get the ball to any of the receivers. And take the Raiders now so you don't have to go like later down the season and you have like, okay, the only teams I have left are Raiders against the Chiefs and shit like that, right? They're so, going to have a tough schedule down this regular season. Right now, 
if you had to rank the top five NFL teams, right? Bills and Chiefs, one or two, depending on your the the flavor that you're. Uh, I like the Bills better. Um, I think the Bills are one. Chiefs are two. I don't think I'm not going to overreact to seeing how the Chiefs. The Chiefs did do well. I'm not going to overreact because they played a awful Cardinals defense. I clearly forgot how much people, how much they left. How Chandler Jones gone is such a huge thing to them. No, JJ Watt, even though he's kind of an injury prone guy. Mm-hmm. Cardinals defense is rough. All right. So after that, who's the rest of your top five? Who are the three other teams you have? So after that, I have, I would put the Ravens up there mm. and then probably the Buccaneers. Mm. Interesting. We, we definitely uh, differ on this, I think. I think... I think I'm going Vikings, Eagles, Saints in that order. Yeah, I'm de- I was debating in my head what was going to be the fifth team. I, the way I saw the Vikings play, I really like the Vikings. Yeah, they, they played well. They deserved to win. And, you know, obviously they made Rodgers have a very bad game. Um, it will be interesting to see them match up with a team like the Eagles. We'll find out a lot about these teams in that matchup. Um, so basically the reason I ask is, you know, those are the five best teams. I want to take them against crappy teams later on for survival. So, you know, not having, not including the bills against the Titans, even though I think the bills will destroy the Titans. I want to save the bills for later on. Uh, same thing with the chiefs. Vikings, Eagles, Saints, yeah. I mean, it just kind of depends on who they're playing. But um, I don't know. Saints, Bucks in New Orleans, uh, New Orleans, that Saints crowd is going to be rocking because they can smell blood in the water. Yeah, when's the last time the Bucks were beat the Saints? It's been like, what, two, three years now? It's been a very long time. I know the Bucks beat them in the playoffs, but I don't think in the regular season it's been like, it's been like three years since they've won. Um, fuck with divisional games. I like the divisional home dog. That's kind of been my theme all last week. Those have been my bets to hit. I might lean the Saints. I really hope that number gets bigger. It's at three right now. I hope we get yeah. to three, maybe four. I would take the Saints at that point. So, so James Winston, we, we got to talk about this. Yeah, just pain. It was pain everywhere. So we got to keep on pushing, pushing through and being resilient. He, he is, might be the greatest person to talk to after a game. If you could choose anyone to be the voice of Siri, why wouldn't it be James? Like, point. it would just make me so happy. Or uh, the MapQuest guy who gives directions. Like, how? how <laughs> I know there's no NIL in uh, in NFL. It's just an ad. But someone like MapQuest needs to just sign James to an NIL and pay him to be the voice of saying, hey, turn over here, man. Yeah, that was the thing. I think Snoop's on Waze and stuff like that. They have boy bands on Waze. Yeah. 100%. It's never been more necessary. Uh, We need to speak this into existence because it would make both of our lives just more enjoyable uh, to hear Jameis uh, pretty much say anything. Um, And it really makes me hopeful because, you know, my Super Bowl pick this year, the beginning of the year, was Saints versus Chiefs. So 
I am very excited from what I saw, even though they started slow. Um, I don't know. Uh, I hope the defense can hold, and I hope they don't have any injuries. Uh, Michael Thomas certainly looked back. It looks like he's back. Um, you know, they they have an interesting team. I was a little worried they didn't run the ball very well, but I guess if you have Alvin Kamara, you're not really at your – he didn't seem really in the game plan at all. It was really them just bombing it down the field. Yeah, which, again, you know, you're paying to watch Jameis Winston throw, not paying off the ball. So, <laughs> um, Okay, uh, anything else you want to touch on? Um, you know, it's Monday night here. Um, not sure if the episode will get released before the Monday night game, but um, I think we both have the same thought that we do like the Broncos, yeah, even though this I is a weird game. game. I've locked him in, and I'm going against every fiber in my being to not bet the Seahawks. Everything in my gambling Bible has told me it's the Seahawks. This yep. is a revenge game. This is a home dog. Is it revenge, though? I feel like the Seahawks fans are going to be cheering for us. Okay, they're going to have probably this whole, like, a, a good video, a good tribute. But there was still two years straight of Russ flirting with the idea of leaving. I'm pretty sure his fans are kind of pissed off about that. I but I mean, holder and I have Geno Smith and that's Russ's fault. Is it Russ's fault? Because they were the ones who tried to trade him. Not once, but twice. That's what he came out and said. That was when I thought the bears were going to get Russ. And I was, he was the best Chicago bears football player to ever live already. Best quarterback of all time. Russ was. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. I mean, honestly, him thinking about going to the Bears is still probably top five. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, we both like the Broncos tonight. Um, you know, uh, as far as maybe uh, my little prop bet, uh, you know me, I like the tight ends. So first touchdown scored. Um, I forget his name. What is his name? Uh Albert, uh, yeah, no uh, fan, but also um, his name's Albert something. I can't even pronounce. I actually have him in my – I can't pronounce his name, dude. Uh, But honestly, I have the Broncos minus six. I do have Broncos uh, minus .5 in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. So that's that's even money right now. Russell Wilson to get over one and a half touchdowns. Russell Wilson also get over 13.5 rushing yards. Jerry Judy to have over 60 and a half receiving yards and DK Metcalf to get under 59 and a half receiving yards. Okay. Okay. Yep. Those are my like for the night. Uh, I do have some Korean baseball if you're interested. Oh, why not? <laughs> Dessert. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> so I had some time this morning was looking at, we're getting close to playoff time, so a lot of these games actually matter. So I wanted to kind of go over the teams that are needing to win. And so I think that's why this is going to be some really good stuff. The KT Wiz is to get the Hanwall Eagles. Take the KT Wiz. Money line. Don't fuck with the spread. Korean baseball is really weird like that. I believe KT Wiz is uh, minus 200. Maybe parlay that with something you like tonight. So KT Wiz and Broncos parlay. The KT Wiz Suwon, yeah. Take a look at that. That might be worth your money. The LG Twins against the Doosan Bears. I've been a big Bears fan. Even the Doosan Bears, bear down. They are terrible this year. The LG Twins are a few games back from uh, the – so the top five teams make it. 
they're fighting for one of the five spots. Uh, they're on towards the bottom side, so they are going to have to win. So, yeah, take the LG Twins run line. Minus one and a half. It is kind of a juicy. If you can get it at minus two and a half, that's even money. At one and a half, it's at plus. It's at 190. Now, okay. if you really want to, and this is kind of what my play is, parlay the KT Wiz and the LG Twins. That should be about minus 135. Nice. Okay. Um, any more before I ask my, uh, my last piece here? Uh, yeah, I got the SSG Landers against the Lote Giants. Uh, oh, the Landers. On that. Yeah, yep. you know the Landers. Obviously, the Landers. Take the under and runs. I think it's at a 10 right now. So that's those two pitchers going up against tonight. They have an ERA of around sub two. So expect a low-scoring game. They do pitch. And they're both trying to get for a playoff spot. So you're going to see some good baseball there. Um, my last pick for this is the Samsung Lions. Mr. Suarez, he has been an absolute stud. Might win the Cy Young for the Korean baseball. I don't think it's called the Cy Young there. But, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> uh, so Samsung Lions is probably the most even pick we got tonight at minus 130. Take the money line. NC Dinos are struggling. Uh, haven't done well lately. Okay. Well, everyone's got to make sure they follow Goose and Gambles uh, on Twitter. Jordan will post those KBO uh, picks. Uh, last thing I wanted to touch on. You had a, a, quite the dilemma last night. First night of football, Cowboys-Bucks, kind of seems like an incredible Sunday night game starting off. Or go see Jack Harlow and City Girls. And you got involuntarily dragged to the ladder. But looking back on it, right decision? How was the show? It was good. I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, it was entertaining. Let me tell you this. So when I'm walking up to the Moody Center... I don't, I don't really know these people. I, mm-hmm. I might be an old white. I don't know. I don't listen to music. If it's not ESPN or Fox Sports, I don't know what's going on outside of the world. I'm okay. really dialed in on sports right now. But, yeah, no, I literally thought Gloria was taking me to a, like a Disney rapper because every kid there looked like they were, like, 10 to 12 years old. So, like, I thought this was, like, a Disney kids' bop musician thing I was getting into. <laughs> So I was getting like super uncomfortable. Like, man, I need a beer. I'm going to go get a beer. And there's like children running around everywhere. Wow. Yeah. So that being said, then I realized, oh, this is definitely not a kid's show. (laughs) No, no, by By no means. (laughs) The best part of my night was watching the parents that brought their little girls to go see the city girls and Jack Harlow that probably had no idea. Uh, Old white guy sitting like cross arms, sitting in the chair having his three girls dance around and the city girls come out. And this is the first time I've ever heard them as well. Mm-hmm. I think they have a song that said, let your pussy talk. Yes. And nothing like seeing the embarrassment on the dad's face of being there. Is <laughs> his little angels. Oh man. Watching old whites being uncomfortable is probably not my new hobby. I'm going to find more of these concerts to go to. Uh, oh, better. It was probably better to watch that than I was to watch the Cowboys offense last night. Absolutely. I was going to text you like I didn't, wasn't even actually watching it, but I was following along and getting a million text messages about it and being like, I think you made the right choice. Yeah, I, I think I did too. Uh, that being said, Moody Center beers are insane. I'm a little worried about UT basketball playing there because I don't think I could afford it. I'll have to sell the house to pay for a beer. It's 15 really? bucks a beer. 
Was it like that for SmackDown when we won? I don't remember. I had a couple in me, so I probably money didn't matter at that time. <laughs> but going there, I was like, damn, I got an electric jellyfish. And it was eighteen dollars. And they already poured it in front of me. I was like, what am I gonna do? Say never mind? Yep. Yep. I uh when we went to the T Pain concert at uh Emos, uh eighteen dollar bottle of water. And I was like, Oh, all right. (laughs) Yep. That's goddamn criminal. Uh that being said, that's still uh, it was fun. I I learned learned what the youth is into. Yes, the youth. I'm I'm more in touch with the youths. Um all right, so and this coming weekend, you might have another dilemma. Yeah, it will be the first Bears-Packers game I miss, and I'm actually trying to debate how I'm going to do this. Okay. Uh, I do know this for a fact, though. I will be going to the Cowboys-Bengals game in Dallas. Okay. I will be there. Boots That's a game. 1 o'clock kick- or a noon kickoff here. I think it's, oh, is it noon? That's perfect. Uh, but that night, across the street, the Red Hot Chili Peppers will be playing at Globe Life Field. And that's Chili Peppers with um, the White Stripes? Uh, the Colt. Okay, the so Colt. I am really debating in my head because right across where Globe Life Field is, or Globe Life Stadium, whatever they want to call it, is Texas Live. I can't help but think I can get text from Gloria saying, hey, the Chili Peppers about to come on and I can haul ass from watching the Bears game to the concert. I might have to miss the Colt. I'm okay with doing that. Mm. I might have... I don't know. I, I have pretty good Wi-Fi at the Globe Life place. I'll be on the floor and outfield. Is uh, the Bears game is a Sunday night game, so that's a six p.m. kickoff. Seven. Seven. And the concert starts at the same time. Well, I think the Colt goes on. The Colt goes on around eight o'clock. They have like three openers, so I think if I watch the whole half of the Bears or whole half of Bears Packers. Depending on how I feel, if it's a blowout, I'll just go inside the stadium and listen to the great tunes. Yeah, just tune out. Yeah, uh, and then that will just be like, but it'll be cool. I'll be going to see the Bengals and go see Joe Burr play. Uh, what if it's 2017 Bears at the half? I'll have to have my phone on me because I don't know the next time I'll see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, True. I will see the Bears lose to the Packers several more times in my life. <laughs> It's not often I'll get to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, it's probably four more years before Rodgers retires, so, yeah. He looks fucking old. (laughs) I've never been more happy to see him lose, but I'm also, like, dreading the fact that, okay, we have to play him next week. He's going to be pissed. He's going to put up 80 on us. But, damn, dude, go retire. Go enjoy your golf. Go go host Jeopardy. (laughs) I'm all for it. I would be the biggest Jeopardy fan. Get out of my life. Let the Jordan Love era start. <laughs> I like how we we say that it, it's such a joke because the Jordan Love era has been going on for five years and it's not an era at all. <laughs> no, I let it let it really begin. Like let the kid have a chance, and that's really me just as a non selfish person. I want to see the kid succeed. I want I want to see him start as a quarterback. That would make my life a lot easier. Nice. Um, okay, what else? Uh, anything else uh, before next week? I, I don't. I think we pretty much t- touched on everything. Uh, we'll we'll meet up on Friday. Uh, we may have a special guest, um, Irvin Guanzon. He might join us. Oh man, he is a uh, wild man with the live betting. He might give some tips and tricks on how to what he's. He made about eight thousand dollars on twenty five dollar bets this week. 
Wow. Yeah, so I do want to learn from him. We may have him on the show. <laughs> He's a, a real wild card, so uh, wild that card. would be fun. So, yeah, it should be a good time. He is our level-headed Eagles fan, so... <laughs> is there such thing? <laughs> He's a one-of-one. He is yep. so L.A. that his favorite player, Kobe Bryant's favorite team is his favorite team. That's how L.A. Irvin is. That's awesome. I didn't know that about him, but now I love it even more. Um, okay, cool. Stepping on the show. Uh, but other than that, I got nothing. Let's go enjoy this Monday night game. Let's ride. Let's ride. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, at Goose and Gambles. Uh, we will be back Friday afternoon with some more previews of the uh, lines for the weekend for both college and NFL. Uh, write us a review on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google, wherever you can, wherever you're finding this podcast. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a good night.